It is time now to, to turn to Australia and our view from such place. And I'm pleased to be joined on the phone from Australia by Katrina L, who is economist at Moody's Analytics. Uh, good morning, Katrina. Good morning. Nice to have you on the show. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, let's let's talk first about, um, uh, you know, contagion from the problems in the US and Europe. How's Australia uh, faring with those? And looking forward to uh, the Fed's interest rate uh, um, hike or lack of hike, perhaps uh, the ECB's uh, 50 basis points uh, overnight. Um, what might the RBA be looking to do uh, next month? So there's a lot to unpack, I think, with that question. I think the main uh, channel of impact so far that we've seen um, for Australia from what's been happening overseas is really via financial markets. Uh, you know, the, the stock market globally in Australia is certainly no exception. We've seen some wild swings over the past couple of days. Uh, you know, I don't think that that really has a, a macroeconomic impact on Australia at this point. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Reserve Bank of Australia is still really focusing on trying to uh, tame inflation, in particular tame domestic inflation, and um, you know they will continue to remain focused on that. Um, so we are still looking at you know at least one more 25 basis point rate hike in Australia, and you know we did see overnight as well that the ECB uh, wasn't deterred from continuing to deliver you know another 50 basis point hike over there as well in their bid to uh, you know try and tame inflation. So um, it does go to show that while there has been a lot of you know jitters particularly in financial market and you know a lot of uncertainty about um, potentially what um, what's been happening with US regional banks um, you know whether there's global contagion at this stage it doesn't seem like that's going to happen it is uh, relatively contained which is good news you mentioned uh, inflation in Australia. Uh, maybe give us a sense of, you know, how is inflation doing, uh, you know, in Sydney and Melbourne, around the big cities, uh, compared perhaps to uh, the rest of the world? Is it, is it a big focus like it is, particularly at the moment in Europe? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, uh, inflation in Australia is running around a three-decade high still. And so um, the, the good news is that we have gotten one data point. So the January data point did show that inflation has, has come down a little bit from that, that 7% year-on-year peak. But I think what the RBA is really uh, focused on is trying to ensure that we see a sustained downtrend in inflation because, you know, in Australia and, and like many other places around the world as well, it's not just a, a story about elevated food and fuel prices. It's also a story about the labour market being exceptionally tight, uh, wage growth as well, uh, picking up quite substantially. So what the RBA is really looking to do is uh, sustainably uh, bring down um, you know, labour market tightness, for instance, through these ongoing gains in, in borrowing costs. And I think the important point to note would be that um, you know, we do have a, a high proportion of mortgage holders in Australia, that's residential mortgage holders, that are, are coming off their, their fixed rates and moving on to a floating residential mortgage rates. 
So that means that they will be increasingly exposed over the, the first half of this year to those higher interest rates that the RBA has been delivering. So that does mean that we should start to see even more of a pullback in household consumption this year and also more broadly in jobs growth as well. I mean, to date, the labour market has been surprisingly resilient to the amount of, of rate hikes that have been delivered, but we do expect that through the first half of this year, we will see um, employment growth materially slow further and, and push that unemployment rate up a bit more as well. You mentioned there about the property market, and of course that is always a focus uh, in Australia with the high level of home ownership. Are folks generally optimistic, would you say, going forward despite the interest rate uh, potential additional rises? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, property market is certainly, um, you know, a huge focus. I would say it's almost a national obsession in Australia. And I would say that the, the mood over here when it comes to property prices is somber. So we've already seen, um, national house price declines. We've seen a bit more of a decline in those major markets that you mentioned, like Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, and we're expecting honestly that we're going to continue to see price declines in those major markets through most of this year. So we're looking at a peak to trough decline in the national housing market of about 20%, which is significant. But it, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's important to keep that decline in context as well, because, um, you know, house prices did see a significant run up in the 2020 and 2021 years, thanks to those record low interest rates in addition to the fiscal stimulus. So even with that um, decent correction, house prices will only kind of return to pre-COVID levels rather than um, undergoing a sustained structural correction. So um, that's that's something to keep in mind. And with um, homeowners highly exposed to um, interest rates and, and so sensitive to interest rates given their high household indebtedness, but the RBA and, and more broadly, policymakers in Australia are closely watching that housing market correction as well. Um, turning to commodities and mining and so on, uh, news out overnight that uh, Glencore could walk away from a $21 billion Rusal deal. CEO Gary Nagel says that uh, refusing to renew a deal with the Russian aluminium producer is the right thing to do. Uh, the, these kind of uh, um, mining and uh, other metals and commodities as I say, always a focus in Australia. What's the mood given the sort of geopolitical situation at the moment? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So I think when it comes to, to commodities, um, it's hard to um, kind of talk uh, blanket because we are seeing quite divergent trends at the moment. So for instance, we've seen coal prices come down quite substantially in the opening months of the year, whereas iron ore prices have been actually trending higher, which is, which is good news. So I mean, when it comes to iron ore prices, one of the, the really good news stories and one that has been met with a lot of exuberance coming out of Australia has been the fact that China's been reopening. Um, obviously, China's a, a huge uh, demander of uh, our iron ore, Australia's iron ore exports. And with news that the, the property market is likely to stabilise in China as well, that's also good news and that's adding to the exuberance. And so I think um, overall, Australia did quite well uh, out of the uh, energy price rises that we saw um, last year, particularly in the first half of last year. And so I think now it's about um, 
recognizing those divergent trends that are, um, you know, really emerging in commodity markets this year. Katrina L is economist at uh, Moody's Analytics.